Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Deep right hand side for Fogarty. Flat Coming out of the line, Curran left some space. At full time here at GIO Stadium, they've beaten the Warriors 26 points to 14. 26 points to 14. It was another frustrating loss for the Warriors, faithful on Saturday night. After what, what looked like uh, quite a promising first 40 minutes, the Newcastle Knights were dealt with the bad news that their star fullback, Kalen Ponga, has been ruled out for the rest of the season. And we've learnt that the Dolphins aren't giving up on signing Cameron Munster. The storylines keep on coming from the NRL. And that is why, as a radio host, you have to love rugby league because there's always, always something going on. And uh, we're very lucky because uh, we can talk about it at this time on a Monday morning with uh, SEN Breakfast host out of Sydney, uh, Andrew Voss, of course, the voice of rugby league commentary on the television as well. Vossi, it just keeps on coming for the Warriors. How many times have they squandered handy leads this season? Oh, Smithy, I almost don't know what to say. Good morning, everyone. And it's come against the club that has conceded more second-half leads than any other. I mean, Canberra have been tagged sadly for them, the faders. Not the Canberra Raiders, they've been the Canberra faders. So for them to score the 26 second half points was most disappointing for the Warriors. I I sort of had, I know this is a little sidelight, but I have this little, um, I have this this idea around sides that are outside the finals race. When it gets to the back end of the season, referees should step in and say, no, you can't take a shot at goal. There's no penalties. There's no, 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 no. Look where you are on the ladder. You're not allowed to take the two. Because when they led 12 0, what was it, 26, 27th minute when Sean Johnson, they kicked the long range, the 40 metres. The ref should be able to step in, just kick the ticking, kicking to you, won't it? No, no, come on. Go, go for the try. Go, go down further and try. Newcastle the other night, kick a, kick a two pointer to open the game, kick a penalty goal to open the game. I said at the time, this will be 30 to 2. It becomes 30 to 2 later against the Roosters. Uh, yesterday, the Tigers at 16 6. You know, kick penalty goal to go 18-6. Well, if they roll the dice to go further in front, I'm just saying, it's just me. I'm not saying hard and fast rule. I'll be shot down. But I say, if you're out of finals contention, you, your fans don't want you kicking penalty goals. You've got to go got to go the ultimate reward and keep on going. Unless it's right on half-time or something like that. I was just... Look, the effort was 100% there. Who could deny the effort of the Warriors the other day? But, eh just not getting it done and and the season with six weeks to go it's going to be either bottom four or bottom five take your pick 
Uh, you know, you, you get into a situation like that when you're trailing the Warriors at halftime. As an opposition coach, you say, we've got them where, you know, we've got them where we want them. We've basically got them where we want them. We've got them in a mindset where they probably think they might win, but they're not going to, because if we start well after in the second half and score first, it's game on, and that's exactly what happened one minute into the second half yeah, one minute. with Albert Hopawati. Yeah. One minute. Yeah, yeah. And look, on reflection, how um, the Reese Walsh situation was played, I just thought that. I know Stacey, um, uh, you know, qualified it after the game. He said he thought Chanel Harris-DeVita was going well, but the Reese Walsh was thrown in when they'd fallen well behind. I'm now... Well, if that's how you're going to play him, if you're only going to play him for 15 minutes, you may as well let him go. You know, what's the point? I said last week... Reese Walsh has to be in the best team that the Warriors can possibly pick. And I think given the season they've had and as something they owe to their fans, they're obliged to pick their best possible team, regardless of if the player's going to another club next year. I think they should be picking their best team. But if it's about teaching him a lesson, as some people have said, well, what's that about? Like, now, come on, it's pro sport. Either pick him, don't pick him, get rid of him. That's pretty much it with Reese Walsh now. You know, and what it does lead to is uh, is there more more to this than meets the eye, and you start asking questions about everything again. Well, that's right. No one here, no one wins here, and 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 next week now, if Reese Walsh is fourteen to seventeen, one of the like, he's, if he's, he's even under more pressure. So how's that going to benefit the team? How does that benefit the team? Well, it doesn't. So you know, if if Melbourne are chasing him hard, and Warriors are only going to use him for fifteen minutes, well, let him go then. Let him go. Mm. It's not my okay, first thought. Well, well, it's not my first desire, yeah. but I'm saying if that's how no. you're going to use him, I think it's it's almost petulant to to not have him as 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 he's gone from permanent starter in the side to bit part in a in a match where they were you know a chance of winning. So I oh, know I I don't see the point in keeping him then. He's great theatre, Ricky Stewart though, isn't he? Uh, fantastic. He, he he doesn't hide in a coach's box. Often he's down front and centre. Uh, and then uh, what? He, he almost injured himself celebrating. I, I saw something in the second half. No, he has injured himself. He's Tory Car. He tore his calf, Smithy. It's it's really? an old man injury, the calf injury. But he did actually tear his calf in uh, celebrating the try. So Ricky said, you know, the first time he's finished a game sore than his players. <laughs> That's Ricky Stewart, <laughs> great character of our game. But he get up, you know, this happens when you get when you reach an age and suddenly spring to your feet like that, and there yeah, you can. Come a cropper, and that's what happened to Ricky. Same the best till last, and it was a hell of a game between uh, the Cowboys and uh, the West Tigers. Now, your good friend, uh, Brandy Alexander, called out the bunker saying they had a shocker on a captain's challenge. What did you read into that? Were the, were the Tigers robbed? Yeah, OK. Well, let's first all attack it from people who are all arguing over here. Should they have been able to challenge? Well, I've gone through and I've looked at the guidelines and there is something called restart infringements. You can, in cha- you can challenge. Now, I think that's a bit ambiguous because, Smithy, for it to be an infringement, should a, you know, surely a penalty first has to be blown. It's not an infringement unless a penalty is blown. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, there was no penalty blown here. So, you know, should you be able... You can't challenge something that hasn't happened. But that's what happened, OK? So, that, anyway, that's, that, that's part of the process there. But as for the actual penalty, Asukapoa is running in a line of where the ball is going to land... That should be the first checkpoint for the bunker. He's got to have a look. So which way is he running? Is he running directly sideways or is he running at an angle? He's running at an angle. Check. And then the second one will be his eyes. Is he looking at the player that's coming through or is he looking at the ball? 
his eyes never lose leave the ball. So check that. Mm. How on earth does that come up with a penalty? How on earth does that happen? I know there's escort plays all the time, but I reckon Kyle Felt initiated the contact. He knew what he was doing. He initiated the contact so he could hit the deck, not not the other way around. I mean, I'll give you a hypothetical. In a try-scoring situation, if Kyle Felt is the attacking team and did that to Asai Kapoa, he would be penalised. It would be no try because he's taken out a defender. I think Felt initiated the contact and the Tigers were dudded. A hundred percent. Okay, interesting point there. Um, because they still sit um, <clears throat> down the bottom, of course, with us. So uh, that would have been great for, from their point of view and probably the interesting result of the round. Uh, one of the other things, of course, uh, is just the continual demise, uh, Vossi, of the Storm now. Uh, I kind of wonder uh, if they'll even make the eight. Well, okay. So we've got Melbourne sitting on 24 points. We've got Parramatta sitting on 24 points. You have two cars that have stalled here for mine. Parramatta's Mm. defence is a massive problem. Melbourne have lost four games in a row. But you need to look at the draw, what's coming up. Melbourne's draw is far easier than Parramatta. Parramatta's the team I'm most concerned for. Um, Playing Penrith this week. Manly the week after. Could lose both, though. Suddenly, they will be joined by one, two, maybe even three teams. I mean, the likes of Canberra could be level with them on the ladder. So I think Parramatta in more grave danger. But Melbourne's hopes, uh, well, the next couple of weeks, it's an easier draw than Parramatta. But, you know, Craig Bellamy's a realist. They're not here just to make the eight. They're not here just to scrape into the top four. They had intentions of winning this competition. They're a long way, like they're light years away from winning it, you know, based on what's happened the last month. You know, they may they may get back and accumulate enough points to get them safely into the finals, but Melbourne have have a massive job to do over the next six weeks to get back in premiership winning form. Otherwise, it's pretty rare that you say this, they go into the finals making up the numbers. Right, uh, let's uh, look also at uh, who they face first up. Of course, that is us back here. Warriors' second game in terms of uh, a repeat of their homecoming. Mm. Not sure there's the same hype about it because they haven't done very well since then. But here's, uh, I guess, an opportunity. Um, any sort of early more, any early week prediction on how this might go? Well, just come out hard. I mean, you'd like to think you can lead 14-0 and learn the lessons of last week. Um, absolutely come out hard on the Melbourne Storm. Uh the, the other day, South Sydney scored in what the, the other night scored in the first minute um, of play to make the running and have Melbourne chasing. And what you see at the moment is a Melbourne side that is out of confidence. And then because they're behind on, you know, because there is scoreboard pressure, there are some, you know, pretty lazy mistakes. Unforced errors come in and they've got some young players there. They haven't, they haven't got the experienced players at the moment. You know, they've, they're, you know, they've got blokes like Anderson and these others. McDonald in the forwards made an error the other night. You know, not for the lack of trying, but, you know, they haven't been there before. They are carrying the load here for Melbourne at the moment. They're coming into this star-studded side with all, the, all these expectations. So if you can lead Melbourne, that is the key. Stacey Jones has to have his side ready to start really well, play from in front and put the storm under a bit of pressure. Have them chasing points. Um, before we get on to uh, Cameron Munster and uh, a possible offer, he's got uh, sad news for Kalen Ponga and, of course, uh, the Newcastle Knights losing their mm. star. Oh, it's awful. Look, um, well, Kalen was on uh, the Matty John show over here on Fox League last night and, and didn't say I'm definitely out for the rest of the season, but did concede 
it's basically on specialist advice. You'll see the specialist, and, and, and he will be uh, guided by that. Now, I can say there is precedence there this season. Alex Twale at the Tigers, three concussions, albeit his last one was very nasty. He was stretched off the field in round 15. The Tigers made a decision, speaking with Alex, speaking with medical staff, that's it, mate, that's your season done have the rest of the year off. Well, Kalen's now had three failed HIAs in a, in a relatively short period. Perhaps I think, you know, in his best interests, he does have the rest of the season off. But, of course, I, I like everyone else, want to hear what the specialist has to say. But it wasn't the biggest big hit high tackle of the year, and yet Kalen finds himself failing the HIA. Although you do watch it closely. Matt Lodge's forearm does contact the chin, and the chin moves sideways. There's definitely damage done. I know his head hits the ground hard, but there's damage done before he hits the ground. So I, I, I think it probably warranted more than a fine, the tackle by Matt Lodge. Not on the high scale, but probably warranted a, a match. And Kalen Ponga, it's very, very concerning just all of rugby league wish him well. We saw how good he can be in origin number three. You know, he, he has that superstar quality. And the, the young bloke was in tears the other night. He's the captain of his club and he's distressed at how, where he finds himself at the moment. All right, uh, Benji Marshall uh, looking like he's making pretty early waves in uh, his new role, which is uh, about to unfold with the, with the Tigers. Um, is it true he's approached Mitchell Moses and he's also targets, uh, targeting James Tedesco? Well, I don't know how he's going to go, Benji, but he, what, what's the difference between approaching, uh, offering, or just having a chat? Uh, Benji likes a chat, Smithy. He does like a chat. And, of course, he's not that long retired, um, only last year, and he's had associates with all these players. Look, what it does say to me, even if none of this is true, that he can talk with them, that, that I see Benji, uh, you know, if the Tigers have pulled the right or wrong rein, I think, and, and I've never been a player, Smithy, so I've never, you know, played at that level. But I think I'd like to be coached by Benji Marshall. I think that is part of the appeal. So, you know, whether he gets to Desco Moses, probably not. But I think players would be interested to sit down in front of Benji Marshall and would see a connection with him. Um, and he's going to serve his apprenticeship the next two years. I think that's a good sign for the Tigers that... I think under Benji Marshall and knowing that he's that he's going to be at the helm, I think despite their position on the ladder, that negates some of that. That that I think there is an appeal having Benji as coach. I think players would like to be coached by Benji Marshall. I might be wrong on that, Smithy, but that's the feeling I'm getting. And that's got to be a good thing for the Tigers. Mm, interesting. Uh, the Panthers beat the Sharks 20-10. to 10. Was that uh, the match that you thought it might be? Yeah, I called this one. Um, Sharks led 10-0 after 11 minutes, didn't score again. Uh, certainly came out with a you know, great intent, but Penrith just their championship qualities. A um, bit like the uh, uh, Raiders-Warriors game, straight after halftime. You know, Penrith go to the break, trailing score the first minute of the second half through Dylan Edwards and, and never headed. Um, the controversy in this one is the injury to Stephen Crichton, now the lacerated ear. It's bizarre, really. Dale Finucane, on the night, referee, no penalty. Bunker watches... Bunker probably watched five, six replays, not even a penalty. And then the match review committee call it a grade three offence. Like, a grade three is a send-off. Well, I've said, we, we raised this point many times, Smithy, but it's quite obvious. The referee, the bunker, and the match review committee operate off different rule books. How, how could you have such a difference of opinion? Like... Yeah, uh, if that's a grade three, then a grade three is normally a send-off. Well, then on the night, Cronulla reduced the 12-game over. But 
it was a but it seemed to me a head clash. Like accidents do happen. It's an aggressive game, Smithy. Players go out there to smash each other. That's one of the principles of the game. You know, that's that's part of it. It's not it's not kids' footy. This is grown men playing professional sport, and they played as hard as they can, and they look to smash each other every tackle. That's what Dale Finucane was looking to do, and there was a, and Crichton's turned side on and ended up a head clash. It looked ungainly and all the rest, but you know, I think the referee in the bunker on the night got it pretty right, and yet you find out later that he's facing suspension because the match review committee see it differently. Confusing, Bossy. You could you could actually uh, be standing in New Zealand talking about the fifteen man game. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly, that's right. exactly the same scenario you just talked yeah. about here. That's right. And, and, but in the NRL, there won't be a uh, there won't be a discount on the sentence if you watch a video or go through a training course or something. I mean, but but here we were from a league point of view, we were having a little bit of fun, poking a bit of fun at that extraordinary um, dismissal there uh, a few weeks ago. Um, then league finds itself in the same melee's this week. But we had our referee in our bunker on the night, Smithy. Not even mm. a penalty. It was a play the ball. How can mm. it be so different? Between the match review committee, the bunker had time, had angles and had numerous replays and came back with a play the ball call. How can you have that difference of opinion? Different rule books. Just fine. Yeah, different rule books. Absolutely different rule books. And uh, they're all the same language I would have understood, but uh, clearly they're not. Uh, Just before we leave the league side of things, is it possible that we're hearing that Cameron Munster may well become the highest paid rugby league player in the NRL history, mate? Well, that's what they're talking about. Getting up there, they're talking in excess of a million for Cameron that the Dolphins will now uh, rip the kitchen sink off off the the kitchen of the... uh, outside the boardroom in the clubhouse and they will throw everything and the kitchen sink now at Cameron Munster because they've done plenty of recruiting. You know, they put together, in quantity, they've put together a squad, but they never got the... They never got the billboard player, did they, Smithy? They never got the person mm. that they will put up on the billboard like a Roger Tuovasa-Shek at the Warriors and Sean Johnson in his prime. Who's the billboard player that the Dolphins go forward with. They haven't got one. So Cameron Munster, if it wasn't going to be Kalen Ponga, if it wasn't going to be a Harry Grant, then Cameron Munster, and if it can't be next year, the year after, um, that's where they're going to look like they're going to invest their money. And he's a Queenslander, so bringing him home and all those sorts of things. Is it money well spent? That's maybe for others to decide, but he is in a playmaker position. He's an outstanding player. He will win you matches. You know, he will win you matches. It's not like signing David Afita or a back rower who mainly touched the ball 10 times a game. Munster will have a big influence on that team, and he's that player that you're going to have on the billboard, recognisable, test origin star. I suppose he's worth it given where the Dolphins are starting up. Speaking of where uh, Cameron's uh, likely to re- receive big paychecks, big offers... Can we just uh, briefly touch on Cameron Smith? Now, it's been a week since that magnificent win in, uh, at St Andrews. There have been a lot of speculation about will he, won't he, will he, won't he. I think he's just still partying. But um, where are you reading it, you guys, over there at this point in terms of Greg Norman's quest to sign him for megabucks? Yeah, well, they're talking, what, $140 million, 140, 150 million. Very hard to knock back, really. Oh, look, we're, we're in a situation where... Uh, 
the opposition to the live golf um it's almost on different uh, levels now like like i'm i'm a golf fan always have been i don't like 54 holes i don't get the team element doesn't drag me in at all so there's a couple of aspects of live that have no attraction to me at all i want a 72 hole mm. tournament that's what i've always watched then we talk about the Saudi involvement. That's an entirely different level, entirely, entirely different issue. But then you look at a hypocrisy across world sport if you're going to pin these golfers and say, well, you're taking that money and you're standing there. Hang on a second, who you won't buy? You know, who's that sponsor? And all those sorts of things. So there's that argument. And then I have been swayed, Smithy. I must admit, why can't golf have a world tour? You know, tennis does. Why does the PGA Tour, and I think we've made this point before on your program, Smithy, they don't give a toss about New Zealand and Australia and our tour down here or anything. Um, so why can't we have a world tour that has tournaments all over the world? Why, why does the US PGA have to be the all-conquering body and what they say goes? So mm. I, I'm... I'm, an, I'm a supporter of a world golf tour. Is this the way to get to it? Well, it seems they're going to crash or crash through. <laughs> and, and they do have a bottomless pit of money. And Cameron Smith won't be the last to have $140 million thrown at him. So uh, I'm not quite going to Donald Trump. He's saying, take the money now. Take it, take it, take it. But I think this money's still going to be on offer for quite some time. So Cameron Smith maybe he might just say, oh, I'll just sit back a little bit longer, bask in the glory of this yeah. major. Or he might jump straight away and still be able to play majors and get this money. Well, he's number two in the world now, so that would be their highest profile signing if they managed to get him. Vossi, as always, mate, thank you so much for your contribution. We look forward to uh, the Warriors and the Storm this weekend. What have you got calling this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I'm actually kicking off the round. Manly uh, Sydney Roosters at Four Pines Park on Thursday night, so that's a good one. I mean, that's two of the teams uh, locked together on 20 competition points, and then I've got a big one, um, Brisbane on the... Um, oh, sorry, 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 right, way back. Yeah, Thursday night, Manly Roosters, and then on Saturday night, I've got Brisbane Tigers at Suncorp, so get to see Kevy Walters Broncos against the luckless Tigers, and may I finish on that, Smithy, if you know a Tigers fan... Give them a hug today. Just ring them up, say, are you okay? Just check on them. Well, my wife used to be a Gary Freeman uh, fan. Does that qualify? Can I? No, no, I won't. I won't even think about that. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Cheers, Cheers, Vossi. Have a great week, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Uh, Andrew Voss there, of course, coming in with uh, all his uh, NRL knowledge and uh, background knowledge on uh, which comes with his fantastic sports show he has in the mornings with uh, Greg Alexander. 11.24 here on SENZ. Back soon. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.